Hey, everybody. This is Steve Gibson. And I'm Ryan Berger. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on today's episode, we actually have a guest with us for the first time. Uh, his name is James Ellis of an employer, self-proclaimed employer brand nerd. Uh, welcome to the show, James. Hey, honestly, it's not me proclaiming it. If you Google employer brand nerd, like my picture shows up. It's terrifying how many times I'm referenced that way. So I'm like, look, if Google's going to tell me that there's certain things you fight and there's certain things you don't fight. So that's one of those <laughs> things I'm not going to fight. So so uh, stay tuned and we'll look forward to, to getting into the weeds here about employer branding with James. Hey, Ryan. Hi. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, James. <laughs> I feel like my job should just be to distract you all. I know you have a have a kind of groove and a kind of a way of you do things. I'm just going to distract you. I'll just I'll I, be off here on the side. I can you know, promise I think, you there's no groove. No, not there's at all. no and rhythm. There's no groove. There's <laughs> there's a mojo. There's a vibe. There's something. I'll take that. I'll take okay, vibe okay. mojo. I could do that. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I think is is what James said in our intro there, you know, that Google just kind of has has branded you as an employer brand nerd is probably a testament to your employer branding that you've done for yourself. <laughs> and it's 100 percent true. I mean, I went and checked it, you know, because we're very hard hitting with the facts here. I appreciate and, that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, everything is employer brand nerd James Ellis. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like if you put quotes around employer brand nerd, it's like five pages of me. I'm like, I didn't. I mean, I know I'm a loudmouth, but my goodness, I'm a loudmouth. Thank you, Google, for cataloging all my loud, loud mouthery. Is that right? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, that works. <laughs> and what, what, what I'm excited about, Ryan, uh, and, and maybe maybe James would disagree with this, but I mean, I feel like, you know, this may be our, it, it legitimizes us. Because, you know, James, you, you said you have a brand, you've done stuff. Um, you know, you've worked with some big name companies and some uh, some really great organizations. I think I saw Roku and a couple Groupon, uh, mm -hmm. different things mm -hmm. like that. I mean, that's the real deal. I, you know what? It's, it, I, I had a podcast for five years and I felt that same way of like, maybe this is the thing that legitimizes me. And it's like, I don't know if I ever got legit. I don't know that I ever was or wasn't. It podcast is such a weird model of, of being it's an excess. You're, you're sitting there in a room with a black curtain. I have no idea what's going on. You're in, in an office somewhere, right? Like it, I'm in a dining room. What is anything? <laughs> what does even before the pandemic It's just, it's an existential crisis, but recorded digitally. Enjoy. <laughs> well it's yeah. nice that oh go, please go, no no right go ahead buddy go well, ahead i was just gonna say it's nice that you call this an office because this is i mean what you're seeing on the camera is as good as it gets yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, stage. okay. oh yeah no yeah. my computer's sitting above my salad bowl from lunch and this is <laughs> <laughs> what, one thing that you you missed the so last time we recorded um <laughs> ryan had a gardener i don't know a, a gardener come out and, and just butcher some bushes the entire time we recorded it. and so <laughs> it was just a constant drone of uh, <laughs> chainsaws yeah. <laughs> They combo. cut down everything. Yeah. Cut, yeah. I mean, it's not even the same backyard anymore. My birds yeah, don't right. come and visit. I mean, oh, that's, that's I know it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I'm in a 22 story building in Chicago. And invariably, when I record something, someone else has decided to renovate their bathroom. It's just always <laughs> the exact same time. I'm like, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. 
Yeah. You need to get a little That's, sign, something to notify your neighbors so that yeah. you know oh, recording yeah. in progress. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Please, come on. I'm, I'm a professional here, but come on, let's do it. <laughs> and it's funny. nice to have a professional on our podcast. Ah, <laughs> right. Where? 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 <laughs> yeah. But James, I think, you know, one of the things So we talk a lot about this and if, if I know you've listened to every episode religiously, but one one thing that we've talked about uh, is how to how recruiting and firms and staffing firms, usually small, midsize is our individuals that we're speaking to, but how they should uh, see their firm from a digital perspective and what that means from being active on social media to creating content. Uh, to utilizing their website as an actual tool and resource source versus just a necessary evil, all those things that go into within that. And, and you're coming from a, a, a very similar perspective, but a little bit different dimension. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about what employer branding is, what that means, and, and kind of get into some of the details surrounding that. Yeah. So I'm an agnostic marketer, like from birth, right? I've, I've done every kind of marketing under the sun. I've done nonprofit marketing. I've done uh, B2B, B2C.com, .bomb. Uh, I've done state government marketing. I've done pharma marketing. I've done event. I've done all the marketing and you know, I, I do it because it's in my DNA. I'm sorry. I feel like I should have a doctor sign a slip saying it's, it's not his fault. It's his DNA. It's how he works. <laughs> and I take that to employer brand. In fact, I kind of tr- like all good employer branders. I tripped into this. I mean, no one went to school for this. No one says, okay, I'm going to tell my guidance counselor what I'm going to do is invent this kind of new weird marketing that no one's ever heard of. That will only be interesting to recruiters and chief people officers. So they're, you know, super excited about that. No one has ever thought that. So I tripped into this by saying, all of marketing is the simple idea. How do I get more? I want more leads. I want more eyeballs. I want more, uh, I want more uh, billboard space. I want more shelf space. I want more impressions. I want more reach. I want more, 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 more. Everything about marketing is straight up more. And there's this tiny little weird space of marketing called employer brand in which that is the, it's the only place in which that's wrong, right? You all know, and every recruiter knows in their guts that if they were doing any other kind of marketing and they're selling ice cream cones and they sold a million ice cream cones, their employer of the month, they're, they're, the, they're getting their you know picture and their name on a wall somewhere and saying, Hey, Susan, you did a great job. Recruiters get a hundred a million people to apply. They're in the wrong line of work. They're doing yeah. it. Not only are they doing it wrong, they've all set themselves up for failure because now they have to wade through a million applications to find the one or 10 people who are any good at this job. So it's the one place where quality beats quantity. Now, every marketer kind of gets their hankles up and kind of goes, wait, 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 I, be, I care about quality. I'm like, yeah, 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 you care about quality as a threshold, right? You care about qualified leads. You care about people who can cut you a check and can pay that bill. That is the pure threshold of quality. In empl- employer branding, in recruiting, you want the best person. And sometimes the best person's okay. And sometimes the best person is amazing. All you care about is the best. And it's the only place where quality wins. And so that's why I kind of love this weird space. It's like, okay, how do you take all the smart thinking and a lot of the tools about marketing and branding and apply them in the space where the foundation is not the same. It's kind of like saying, how do you drive a car on the moon, right? It's still gravity. It's still, you know, stuff you're driving on, but all the rules kind of change because something is different. And so that to me is why it's a lot of fun. So I'm big on employer brand. I don't know if my enthusiasm comes through. It's usually I'm a pretty subdued kind of person. <laughs> that comes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll kind of ramp it up. I'll get, I'll get a little more coffee in me. Um, but it's, it's, it's this place where look, and I care about it the most. And this is kind of a weird thing is because I'm deeply selfish. You'll figure this out pretty quick. <laughs> I have been a job hopper my entire life, my entire career. And okay. every single time I have jumped into a job going, look, I've done my due diligence. I've Googled things. I've glass things. I've done everything I can. But I also know deep down in my heart, 
choosing this job is an absolute crapshoot. I have no clue what I'm getting into, none whatsoever. And I've had some great bosses and I've had some crap bosses and I've had a lot more crap bosses than I've had great bosses. And I've had a lot more crap experiences and I've had great experiences. And every single experience looked the same walking in. They all said the same thing. It's a great culture. It's a great company. Great opportunity. Great, 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 great. Blah, 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 blah. I'm selfish in saying I don't want other people to go through that experience because I don't ever want to go through that experience. I want to know what I'm getting into. And that's the heart of employer branding. What is the promise we make to people to say, when you join us, this is what you can expect and mean it and not just sugarcoat the hell out of it and really just really mean this thing. So the people who want to work 14 hour days, and by the way, those people exist. Don't kid yourself. People who want to go to an office, these people exist. They should know, I want that. I'm going to get that. And for people who just want to work eight hour days or who rather work, work from home or who'd rather work in a, uh, independently or part of a team or however, whatever they want, they should know that that's what they're going to get. And that's right. what employer brand ends up being all about. So, you know, there's interesting aspects of this, too. So when we talk about recruiting firms, obviously they are a company in themselves and then they represent companies and all kinds of different companies every single day as well. And so one of the biggest needs that that we see within the industry and just firms that ask this question all the time. So I go to a lot of conferences, a part of a lot of associations and things like this of recruiters. And one of the biggest concerns and problems they have is hiring for themselves, which is really interesting because they're helping companies hire every single single day. Um, but they run into these issues where they cannot bring, uh, the right person on board to their organization. And so mm-hmm. when you look at th- that recruiters, uh, having to analyze the facets of employer branding, they have to think about not only their own organization and what that means for them, the talent they're bringing on to grow their company with recruiters, admin staff, sourcers, uh, whatever it may be. But then they have to look at it as well from a perspective as how am I representing my, my client's brand mm-hmm. as well yeah. when they're hiring. So, I mean, any yeah. thoughts to take on that? Yeah, I th- think of, you know, good agencies and there's value. And I, everybody likes to kick agencies and recruiting agencies. It's a lot of fun. It's really easy. It's a fun hobby. Pick it up. Enjoy. But there's value in them. Like they, they exist for a reason because they serve a purpose. One of their best purposes is that they get to go deep, right? Good agencies focus on hiring a certain kind of executive. They focus on hiring a certain kind of data scientist. They focus on hiring a certain kind of talent. And because they get to go deep, they get to say, hey, you're a high level data scientist. You're coveted by all sorts of people. Because I'm an agency, I can tell you that the data science world at Google is a little more this than the data science world over at Tesla, which is a little more that. Or they give you a nuance because they understand the comparisons between these companies in a very, very, very focused area called data science or nursing or whatever, right? They get to go deep. Mm -hmm. They understand how to talk about that nuance, which is funny because Google and Tesla do not know how to talk about their own nuance. They have no clue. It's like, you know, it's like they they can't read their own label because they're inside the jar. It's impossible to run through. So agencies have that value. The problem, of course, is that agencies can't apply the same thinking to their own business because they don't quite get how they as an agency, as an employer, are actually different from another agency or any other business. And that's where, you know, being able to hold that mirror up to a company and saying, this is what you're all about, or not even so obvious. I think when people think about employer brand, they're like, oh, it, it has to, I have to be radically different. I'm like, no, you just have to know what you stand for and mean it and have it be specific and attractive and different and real. And if you can meet those four criteria, 
you're standing on some solid ground. It's the companies that say, we're a great place to work. We have a great culture. Everybody loves working here. The people are wonderful. Yeah, I, I, the army says that, by the way. You know, right? the, the post <laughs> office says that, by the way. And they're not wrong, but they're right for a very particular kind of reason, but they don't describe it. And Goldman right. Sachs says the same thing. And Facebook says the same thing. And, 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 and. So if you can't explain how you are specifically different and you are specifically attractive and do it in a way that's real, yeah, you're going to look like everybody else, in which case you are a commoditized employer. Congratulations. You're going to attract commoditized talent, which may be what you want. Hey, everybody wants something different. Or even commoditized, uh, sorry, Ryan, commoditized clients as well, which exactly. I know is you know, a big thing. Go ahead, Ryan. No, you're all good. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow um, wow <laughs> it's just it's i i, I come from a, a family where guilt is is a great motivator yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but no i think i think you make a really great point and it's something i've heard you um say on 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 your own podcast in, in that you know what you see these other people doing and what's successful for them and what differentiates them you know you can't be google because yeah. you're not google you're not Right. And, and it's the same thing. You know, you can't be in, in our industry. You can't be one of the big guys for these small to mid-sized firms because you're not. I mean, for yeah. a lot of people, you're one desk, you're two desks. Yeah. So what can you do to showcase how you're different while also showcasing that you're different from the other, you know, one to one well, to two desk people? Exactly. Like five well, years ago, well, I asked professionals, who's the best basketball player in the world? They'd say oh, LeBron, obviously. OK, so who's going to be the next best person? They would say, oh, someone who can out LeBron LeBron. Well, talk to me about Steph Curry. Let me, let's talk about a completely radically different games, small ball, long shooting. He's a very different player, but for my money, the absolute best player. He's the almost the inverse of LeBron. They're both amazing sure. players, but in such radically different ways. And I think companies need to kind of embrace that. It's like, we don't have to be like Google. We can be our own thing because by the way, Google is the most desirable place to work, blah, blah, blah. By the way, those right. surveys are hilarious. And those surveys are almost always filled out by 24 year olds who have all the knowledge of the world and such an amazing <laughs> frame of reference. Neither here nor there. Right. But I, I'll all... have you know, I do know plenty. Okay. okay good. That's good. <laughs> You've done your reading. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, I read, I, I won't say I know everything, but I'm getting there. Okay. I'm not quite 24 yet. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but that's the thing is you can be amazing for a particular audience. Like remember that there's, Eight, like as of next month, I think the number is 8 billion people in the world and there's 50 million businesses in the world. So yeah. do some basic math. They're all a little different somehow. So if you can identify the way you're different, you are light years ahead of like 99% of all other businesses. Yeah, and I think you said something there too. So embracing the differences. So, you know, Ryan, you said as well, you know, well, you're not going to be one of the big guys. So let's just define a big guy as like corn fairy or hydric and struggle or whatever it yeah. may be. And, and they have and advantages and they have disadvantages. That's the thing. Every and, company has right. both. And that's for finding that what that is, because as you're not one of them, guess what? It's great. You're not one of them. And so yeah. there's a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. within not being one of them. Yeah. Um, and if, if you can sit down and, and kind of analyze and put together what that means for yourself and your organization, not yeah. only is it going to help you from a perspective of how to to kind of attract new recruiters, but how to attract new clients, new candidates and really give you a track to run on uh, yeah. when you're talking about everything you do from a marketing perspective. Well, you know, one of the things we've always touched on is, is, is strategy is so important when you're putting mm -hmm. campaigns together. Absolutely. This, you know, this is really the beginning in a lot of ways of all strategy for all marketing efforts and things that you're putting out there in front of these, these, those three audiences we're discussing when you agree, mm -hmm. James. Yeah, totally. I mean, employer brand is really the, the human 
part or the human aspect of any company's brand, right? Just not recruiting brand, brand, right? Their investment brand, their consumer brand, their marketplace brand, all that stuff. Ours is the place that we own the people because that's the the people are the business, right? Let's let's get down to, I think COVID has done some pretty crazy things to the world of the business, but I think the thing it's really uncovering and making everybody crystal clear on is that without the people, there is no business. A business is is a couple of legal entities with some lawyers attached that sign some paper. That's all a business is. Until you show up with some people, you got jack. So it's right. the people who matter. So talking about the business from a human perspective, it starts at the employer brand. And that's how it spreads, right? A good employer brand, you know, I think of um, any company who, you know, when you're talking about companies, you think about the employees who work there. Like I like a product, I like an Apple product, but on some level, Johnny Ive for a long time was the guy, okay, this guy seems to know how to move this thing forward. He has that human face to it. That's what I care about, right? That's why I keep me long-term. It's true for lots of different products. Sometimes it's, you know, the Nike shoe and it is the football player that you love, the athletic star that you love. That's the human face of it. That's connected to the person who's working there. They're all interrelated. And so if you treat a brand like a single concept, there's no employer brand over here, consumer brand over here, investor brand over there. It's one brand, but you're looking through it to your audience. And that's really what, you know, once you embrace that, you realize, wow, if we've been doing consumer marketing, which is price and product and position, right? Your classic marketing stuff. There's no person part of those P's, right? There's no human element. And you're not really doing a great job kind of saying we're for this audience, but not this audience. Usually we're usually for whoever's got a, whoever can cut you a check, whoever can pay the bill, whoever can buy that thing. It's the people who make it different. And that's sure. the embrace. That's the thing you need to embrace. And that's true of agencies, but it's also, you know, it's true of every kind of company. Right. James, I'm going to, I may ask you a question here. All right. I'm going to ask it or, or it's going to be a statement in the way uh, that I would hear from, from a a firm, maybe a small firm. So, uh, you know what, James, I, you know, I, I've been doing this 25 years. Uh, I work in a very niche market and, you know, really everybody in my industry already knows me. Um, you know, I, so I don't think employer branding is something that's important to me or something my organization needs. It's just, you know, me and one other person. I offshore a couple things to the Philippines, uh, a few things to India. You know, I don't think I need this. You know, what, what's your response to that? And that's great that you have a brand. And that brand is your reputation. Your brand is that promise of when I work with Steve, this is what I get. And that's great. But if you want to expand it beyond the the conversation, the one-on-one you're having right now, if you want to understand that when you post every week to LinkedIn and what you say and what you think is interesting, what other people engage with, once you put a fine point on it, oh, wow, the Steve brand is all about speaking truth to power. It's about Telling, you know, the candidate, telling the, the, the client, this is what's really going on, being willing to lose the sale to engage in, in, on something on, on a deeper level. Well, gosh, that's true to you. And now you're understanding how you're putting it out in the world, which, by the way, differentiates you from every other. I just post stuff. I just post jobs person. Right. That's the thing. So the branding doesn't have to be I'm trying to get you to spend fifty thousand dollars on a project. The brand exists. The question is. Are you cognizant of that brand? Are you doing anything with that brand? And what is your intention on in the direction you want to take that brand? Right? Steve Jobs is the best branded human being in the known universe, right? We can all agree to the he wears the same black turtleneck and he wears the same clothes. Like you can see a silhouette, Steve, and go, that's Steve Jobs, right? Some of that 
was intentional and some of it wasn't. And right. as he was going, you could tell as he was growing as an executive, as a leader, he was starting to realize, okay, I'm intentionally choosing to focus on these things. I want people to think I'm a hard ass. I want people to know I'm pushing them beyond. I don't need them to know I'm a fun guy. Let's not talk about my family. Let's not like they're jettisoning things and jettisoning things. He's focusing on what he wants to be known for and living it every single day. He doesn't have to buy a marketing campaign to say, oh, I'm Steve Jobs. It's he is that thing. He's reinforcing that thing every day. Everybody expects that from him. That's a Steve Jobs brand. You can yeah. do the same thing or you can just say, well, I'll just go willy nilly and say what I want to say and hope it all kind of coalesces. Or you can be super, super intentional and say, I want to be known as the recruiter who does blank. That I think is far more effective. And I, th I think you touched on a really good point. I mean, it was all a good point. Great rebuttal to Steve yeah. there. Um, that jerk. I know, right? Now, Steve's brand is really all about Steve. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm being mean to you this episode. We got got a guest here and I'm I'm, I'm getting all. You're just trying to make an impression. I get it. It's OK. Hey, this is this is my brand is I'm just, you know, I'm giving you giving you a little trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you touched on a good a good point where in saying you don't have to go hire a marketing firm or, or represent it. You know, you can do so much of this yourself just by taking the time to 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 say, how do I want to be known and how are people thinking of me now? You know, and yeah. this is so much of what we what we sell people, the same things that you kind of have to do with SEO, where you have to think about how am I being found now? How yeah. you know, how will people find me? It's take those same kind of questions and apply them to your branding. Yeah. So if I was being seen as employer brand jerk, James Ellis, comma, employer brand <laughs> jerk, and I was starting to get some SEO traffic on that. Well, I have the choice to say, am I cool with that? Do I want to build on that? Is this a kind of nice yeah. thing? I'll just pretend it doesn't exist. Or am I actively going to start kind of quashing that a little bit? That's a decision I'm making about me, the, the human being, and which affects my business and affects, you know, what I try to do in the world. Think about your candidates, right? You have, uh, you're, you're presenting three clients or three candidates to, to a hiring manager. You can't just say, here's three great people. You invariably say, here's three great people. This person, I think, has a lot more people skills. I think they're really good at navigating the politics and getting people to get by. It. This one has great technical skills, blah, 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 blah. This one, right? You're automatically branding those people as these kind of ideas. And when you do that, if, and a good recruiter knows this, whether they know they know that or that or not, or it's just kind of subconscious, it's, it's you know, as a, as a fun conversation. But when they do that, they're planting the seed in the hiring manager, the client say, think and look at these people in this way. This is the frame I want you to look at this person. So when I say right. this person's, you know, I got my left and my right here. This person's deeply, you know, personal skills and, and political skills. They know the person talking to them is going to think and look at them through that lens. Do you have political skills? They're not as going to worry about the technical skills as much as they are the person in the middle, right? That's branding. It's happening every single day. It's a choice of how do you want to play it? How do you, how do you want to use it to your advantage? Yeah. Yeah. That's that, so with the perspective of, so like you said, a good recruiter will not only prep the client for what it is they're going to receive from the candidates and they're branding a good recruiter's branding that and framing that, that, uh, that potential candidate in, in the right way, but they're also doing the same thing for the client to the candidate as they prep that interview and uh, telling them who they expect, who they're going to be meeting with. They're doing all those things. And so recruiters are legitimately branding every single day. Yeah. Like you said, they just don't, how to apply it to themselves and how to then take that to the market and, and, and define who they are and give them a path going forward. 
Yeah, I think a lot of branding is, I mean, look, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a rocket scientist by any stretch. I have a whole political science background and an MBA, so I am no genius, right? If, but if I can figure this out and I do it naturally, the question is, do I notice that I'm doing it? I think recruiters, like I said, great recruiters do it naturally. I just don't think they always realize that's what they're doing. And the more right. I can kind of, kind of pull it out and say, look at what you're doing, they go, right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, like, like when someone shows you framing or someone shows you persuasion theory, you're like, oh, is that why that happens? It's like you're smashing windows all over the place. The glass is going everywhere. You're like, oh, right. That's how what I'm doing. That's kind of what I want to do is say, look, everybody has a brand. What are you going to do with it? You can ignore yeah. it. Feel free. Go for it. But it's like saying, if you have a skill, if you have value, why are you leaving it untapped? You can leverage it to be the most blank recruiter in your industry, in your geography, in your whatever. And that way, when people go, I want blank, they only think of you. I mean, right. why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, what's interesting too, if you get good at it with yourself and as a firm, if you understand who you are as an organization and, and then who your clients are, who your candidates are, it almost, it, it can become at some point, I see some firms doing this already. It can become a new business line as well, yeah. because a lot of companies, especially small companies that a lot of our clients are working with in that industry, they don't know who they are either. They don't know how to approach and they're, maybe they're not big enough to have a full marketing team or for mm -hmm. full HR department that understands these things, but being able to be an asset and help that employer understand who they are and how they should approach candidates as you're going out there to those candidates could be a whole nother uh, type of service that you begin to offer your clients as you're building those relationships and, and, and looking for those avenues there. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, you have seen a million resumes. I've seen a million resumes. And for the most part, 99.999 all the way out, they're all the same. Like they all came from the right. same book. They all came from the same word template. They all came from the same, same, same. And I'm always the person who says, look, if you try and blend in, you are in a game of, as a candidate, being picked for some arbitrary reason that you don't really necessarily know. People like that name. People like that company, that last company you worked for. You're just throwing stuff out there and saying, I guess you could pick me or... You could be super intentional in saying when you're hiring a data scientist, if you care the most about someone who knows beyond data science and can put things together, I'm the person you talk to. And you build your resume the same way. That means you put a claim up at the front saying, I'm the person who sees the bigger picture of data science and everything in your resume proves and validates that claim. And anything that doesn't is just be throw it out. It's like, oh, I don't care what you went to high school. I don't care what your third job or fourth teach job was. Throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. It's a focused marketing document. Once you embrace that and understand that all of this is marketing, the game changes dramatically. That way you don't say, I have, I'm just seeing all these resumes. They look all the same. And I, you know, as a hiring manager, you play that game of, I'm just skimming resumes going, oh, this is a developer. Oh, this is a blank. You're putting buckets, you know, put, putting people in buckets. Well, I don't want you to put me in a bucket. I want to demand and claim and stand on my own bucket where no one else lives. And when you go, wow, I didn't know I needed someone like that. I say, great, I'm the only one. And congratulations, now I'm in a better position as a candidate. It goes all the way up and down through the cycle. The company has a brand, the recruiter has a brand, the agency has a brand, the candidate has a brand. The question is, how do you find the overlap where the company, the job, the recruiter, and the, the, the candidate all kind of intersect. That's where branding works. It says of a hundred people you could hire and kind of crapshoot that out. 
Pick this person because they match what you're looking for. You said you care about opportunity. This person only cares about opportunity. You said you cared about status. This person only cares about status. Match them up. It's much more likely you're going to find a better hire. Yeah, that's great. So, all right. So what do you do? So how do you start on that journey if you are a recruiting firm or staffing firm? Well, I mean, okay. So let's get specific. Are we talking about themselves as a company? As an agency? Yeah. Let's talk about them as a company, okay. yeah, them for the, for the, okay. them to be able to understand who they are. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the fun trick is every recruiting agency is functionally the same. Like nobody's making hamburgers at the same time, right? There's nobody saying, Oh, and we also offer sweaters, right? You're all kind of in the same box. Okay. Where in that box do you live? Are you the, if I, you know, and you play games, it's, it's, it's all therapy games. If I said, um, here are 12 archetypes of people. You've got the king and the magician and the rebel and the princess and the lover and the blah, blah, blah. Which do you want to be? Okay, here's another game. Pick the color you think your company is. Here's another game. You just throw, you know, ways of saying, I want to force you to think differently and through different lenses about your own business. Because people take their own businesses really personally. And I totally down with that. Right. But I want to, if I'm doing your brand, I want you to break out of that shell because nobody else is you. I don't need to convince you. I need to convince everybody else. So I'm trying to throw stuff at you to make you say, like, if, if your business was a celebrity on or was a character on Gilligan's Island, who would it be? If it was a character on friends, if it was a celebrity, if it was a, if it was a musician, who would it be? And it forces you to kind of say, Oh, once I start to unpack that, wow. My company is really all about being willing to be different, to be the contrarian, to be the one who says, you know, the emperor has no clothes or what have you. Congratulations. We are like 95% of the way home. After you get to that, it's just fine tuning. Okay. Who's the audience you care about? Oh, you only care about nurses. You only care about data scientists. You only care about executives. Great. How do you take that kind of nugget that, you know, that thing you've just uncovered and localize it to that audience? How do you get all nurses to think you're the the recruiting agency where you're willing to try new things and you're willing to uh, reinvent every single day? That is enough. That is enough to say, that's my brand. Then you just kind of flip around and say, okay, how do I prove it every single day? How do I live it every single day? How do I make sure every single one of my recruiters, how do I make sure the person answering the phone kind of suggests it and proves it every single day. Brand isn't something you claim. That's a claim. Brand is having heard the claim, how much of it people still believe you after they've engaged with you, right? How much of it is still left over? Nike tells me they're forever, make everybody an athlete. Okay, I've used the shoes and now I feel like an athlete. Guess what? I believe that claim. I use the (laughs) shoes and I don't feel like an athlete. I don't believe the claim. That's just how that works. So that is kind of a a really rough, down and dirty process of how you do it. And the truth is every branding agency kind of does it the same. Again, it's how do I get people to think about it differently? How do I find your space? How do I localize it to your audience? How do I get you to prove it? That's pretty much the model. Okay. So, so really, I mean, you just have to like start thinking. <laughs> like that's the first step. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you so lost that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> uh, by the, by the way, James, if, if you were a friend's character, who would you be? I'm Chandler. It's not even a question. Ch- Ch- oh, that's okay. Question. okay. I could Ryan? Say, I, Ryan? What, what about you, buddy? Yeah. Um, I could see a little bit Chandler. I, I, I tell you who I don't want to be is Ross. I could see no. a little bit Joey. I eat quite a bit. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna actually peg you as the Ross to be oh. to be honest. What is it? Because I'm Jewish. 
Is that it? <laughs> it, it? It wasn't, but I mean, it, I guess it could be about that. Man, <laughs> if, that, like that the- if that's if that's what you want your brand to be about, then I guess so. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's it's part of it, but it's I don't want to be it. the Ross. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't have to be. be. No, yeah. you, you, you ruined my day. No, you said uh, it. Well. It's it's fine. It's out okay. there. Better you than Steve than me. I thought I did it. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're great. You've been great. I did yeah, have a I question. Wish, I, wish, <laughs> no, I said it's so impressive. Only, 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 only thing for James, I just, you know, my recommendation would be find something you're passionate about. I mean, I really yeah. just, you know, no, you know, they don't, you don't seem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. I, uh, I, I did have an, another question, though, along the same lines it. of the friends thing. You, you mentioned if you were the employer brand jerk and I'd want to know what that would kind of look like. Yeah, it would be. A, it, OK, so that's an interesting question. So it. You're talking about subtleties, right? I'm a loudmouth. I own that I'm a loudmouth. I appreciate and enjoy that I'm a loudmouth. You know, put me on stage, you'll it turns up to eleven. It's insane. I'm also deeply introverted, which no one believes, but it's a thousand percent true. If I was the jerk, I'd be more willing to insult people. I'd be more willing to say, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm calling you out. As as who I am, as the nerd, I was like, I'm gonna call you out because that's what I see, but it's not a judgment call. Like that, yeah. it's just a, you know, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying, I see this relative to this and that's where I am. So that's why it's the, to me, it's the nerd. It's like, you know, if you said it's the Gilligan's Island, I'd be the professor, not Gilligan, not the skipper. I want to be the person kind of dives into it and says, why does this work? Why is this happening? What's engaging? What, you know, what makes this, you know, how do I get 10% more out of this? Like that, that's kind of my space, which is why my company's employer brand labs, which is why my personal brand is salt lab for a long time. It, this idea yeah. of being a lab of taking it apart and experimenting and seeing what happens. That's what I'm all about. If I was a jerk, I mean, you could come up with, um, you know, it would be employer brand octagon. It would be an employer brand. uh, You know, you find something that would make it a little more like I'm in your face, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, something a little more Joe Rogan-esque, right? You know, something where you can really kind of play on an understanding people already have. I think one of the things that happens with product marketing is that when you're introducing a new product that no one's ever seen, what you usually end up doing is comparing it to something that already exists, right? When Amazon came out, we just called it, it's a big, big bookstore. You went, okay, I guess. Why do you want my credit card number, right? It was weird. It was brand new. Uh, you had to kind of say, it's like this. When the iPhone came out, remember how all the icons were skeuomorphic, which is they, they looked like the physical button. They, like that was, they had to get you comfortable with something you already knew so that five years later, they could say, I'm going to throw all that out and we're going to do this kind of thing. Because now you get what the iPhone's all about. Now you get what these products are about. Brands are the same way. You just make these minor differences, minor changes to say, it's, it's a lot like this. People go, oh, I, I'm starting to see you that way. And then you just reinforce and make the, the journey with it. Yeah. All right. That's great. No, that, yeah, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> See, that's when a guy knows who he is, how he can come up with an answer so quick. Uh, you know, basically, you're an employer brand scientist is what yeah. you are. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, you know, yeah. trust me, I, I, I make suppositions and make claims all day long. And I there are plenty of people who have better research than I do. But I just want to see it in such a way that I can say, look, there's a reason why these brands work. Like companies I don't care about. Have incredibly successful brands. Harley Davidson, incredibly successful brand. 
doesn't speak to me, but I can still go. I understand why it works. I understand why it engages. Uh, I'm a big believer in that, that it doesn't have to be about me. And I can kind of pull myself out of my own shoes and say, what would this look like? What would I care about if I was a biotechnologist, if I was a leader, a nurse leader, if I was a whatever, that's kind of my superpowers, the ability to kind of pull myself out of it and put myself in other people's shoes and kind of say, oh, this is why they might like this thing. Cool. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that that's all that's you kind of have to be that way in marketing. And then yeah, otherwise, uh, it's a little tough. So, yeah. so, marketing I'll, is a function so of knowing your audience. And that's really the that's the, the missing piece. If you get that audience, it's so much easier to speak to them, to understand what they care about, understand their hopes, fears and dreams. And then you can start to unlock the, the insight that says, oh, this is why mm-hmm. someone's going to care about this thing. Yeah, it's, it's really a, what we're talking about is a combination of knowing yourself and then knowing your audience uh, yeah. um, and understanding. And where, where, like you said, with from a client and candidate's perspective of firms, knowing where those things intersect and, and where that all comes together. So, um, cool, James. Well, one thing we like to be able to do, we've tried this a few times. It's always FOP. Maybe you're, you seem like you're smart enough and fast talking enough that you can maybe make this work. Um, we're going to do oh, a, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to do, we're, we're going to do, that's our brand. It always flopped. That's, <laughs> it is, it's, it has, uh, right. I've never, never been great at it. Um, so know we're going to do a random, that's the best advice ever, but know thyself. A random celebrity generator. And I want you to somehow take that person's life or a persona and re- relate it back to employer branding. Say, this oh, is God. be like so-and-so, like he does with employer branding. <laughs> somehow it makes them stupid. Now, we came up with this off of like r- ridiculous LinkedIn post where people would, you know, find some sort of nonsense cool thing and they related to their business and so this is completely nonsense but we figured we'd get a shot it's like it's like the jimmy um, fallon thing where you spin the wheel and you say here's the the, the the artist and here's the song you want them to sing in that style of just the random yeah i get that i buy that okay all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna press brian do you have the do you have a generator up do you want to press the button and do it or do, do you want me to do it i, I have okay. it up but you're more than welcome i mean i no but right. i want you to do and it go ahead okay all right and then hear hear the beeps going have y'all met I just want to make sure you know each other at all. Yeah, no, we, just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so your celebrity oh, is God. Mike Myers. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. I'm assuming we're talking about uh, the Canadian con- comedian and not the serial killer. Okay. Correct. Good. Yeah. Just no. No. Uh, just no. We are we're going comedian. Um, serial okay. killer is a different game. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I don't play serial killer games very well. Like I don't believe in true crime podcasts. Really. I actually think Mike Myers fan because he's a guy who knows how to be a chameleon in his own space. And I think what's interesting, if I want to tie him to employer brand, it is that space where he has defined these personas so well that you believe he is Linda Richmond. You believe he is the guy who owns the Scottish shop, which by the way is my favorite skit that everybody forgets. Second to Sprockets. Everybody remember Sprockets on Saturday yeah. Live? You want to touch my yeah. monkey? Sprite, do you want yeah. to do the Sprockets dance? Like it was such a, like the Sprockets one is great because it's such a, like a niche thing that like, you know that 80% of the audience in that in New York was like, what am I looking at? And the 20 who got it were like, Oh, you have just blown my mind. You have just, you have touched on that public access weirdo thing that I flip in channels and found it. I'm like, what is this? Like, it's a, it's, it's like a joke that only appeals to, to just a handful of people. Like mystery science theater was the same way. It's a joke right. that only appeals. And if three people get it, it's the win. Cause they know the next joke, it's going to get three other people. 
he is really good at understanding that persona of how do you dive in deep to be and sound and feel and look like someone that someone goes, I get the joke immediately. He went a hundred percent into it, whether it was, you know, Wayne and Garth or whatever it was, he was a hundred percent into that joke. And people said, I get what this is about. And now I buy into the character. I buy into the skit and now let's find the laugh. Employer brands a little bit like that, where you say, look, I have to present myself. If I just say I exist and I force you to figure me out one, not, not only do I not have any control over that, no one wants to do that. It's like standing in the grocery aisle and you say, I have 5,000 choices in detergent. What do I pick? Right? You've all seen that Simpsons joke. He goes, where we're principal skaters standing in front of these, like, am I a tide person? Am I an all person? Maybe I'm like, when, when you're asking people to define the, the, the space and pick, they walk away. Who needs that kind of hassle? Like there's an amount of decisions in your brain you can make before it just sputters out and it turns into pudding. But if I say I'm the blank brain, a blank brand, I've now limited your focus. You go, okay, are you or aren't you? It's a binary decision instead of one of 5,000 choices. So I think what he does is saying, I'm going to make this so specific that it's a binary decision. I get this bit or I don't get this bit. Not what the hell's going on? Why do I care about this? Is this funny? Who thinks this is funny? Why is, is anybody laughing? I can't tell. Wait, hold on. Why is it? That's where he's really good. He goes so deep. It grounds the thing that you go, I get it. I either like it or don't like it. What I tell you? See, that was, see, yeah. he made, you just he made he it saved the segment. He saved the segment. Uh, he, he, I mean, Ryan, if you could insert some sort of a pause there afterwards we'll whole, and we'll we'll do a whole press production. Oh Maybe my a goodness! Thing like bum, bum, bum. yeah, that was good. Now <laughs> this this is all my high school and college extemporaneous speaking training. Finally, <laughs> finally, some value extracted from from uh, all that stuff from forensics, high, high school and college forensics. That's awesome. That well, was my uh, degree. J- James, thank you so much. Um, you know, so how can people get more involved in the knowledge that you have? That sounds terrifying. Um, I have that's just, sort of like, just move into my skin, right? That's just, that, we're back in a serial killer mode. I don't want to do that. Um, maybe I'm punch drunk. I don't know what this is. So I have um, a newsletter. It comes out every week. It's free. It's called Employer Brand Headlines. So if you go to employerbrandheadlines.substack.com, or you just go to employerbrandlab.com, labs.com. It's easy to sign up. It's every week. I'm trying to make, my mission really ultimately is to make a million employer brand thinkers. Not everybody's going to be an employer brand professional, but I want recruiters and hiring managers and HR and marketing and comms to think, to know how to think in employer brand. And so everything I do is really about how do I get more people to go, oh, that's why that makes sense. I want to think in employer brand too. So the newsletter is a big part. Every week, it's articles I find outside kind of saying, this is why it's interesting. It's a, you know, a big idea, uh, whatever I can throw into it. There's also, apparently for the last two years, I've been putting 80s songs at the bottom, videos at the bottom, and they're my subject lines. It's just, you, you got to have a subject line. If you've been doing it for three years, you're like, coming up with that 103rd subject line is murder. So I'm just <laughs> going to pick an XTC or an REM song title. How about that? That's what I do. And that tells you how old I am. That's, that's what that is. So yeah, if you go to employerbrandlabs.com or employerbrandheadlines.substack.com, that's how you sign up. And that's probably the best way to kind of figure out, do I want more of this wackiness or not? Awesome. And yeah, that's great. And right. I think the answer is they do. Just I, like they want more of this wackiness here. So, I, you know. Thank goodness. Yeah. Go ahead and subscribe and everything. And unless you're not ready yeah, for have, this, Steve. 
Well, we have social accounts somewhere, right? Um, like oh, we do. Places, the, they're out there on LinkedIn. Uh, specifically, okay. we have our recruiter's websites page and our distinctly digital page. Um, they're both great. You should like both of them. You should follow both of them. Um, and they're a great spot to let us know what you think about the show and to give us some show ideas. Um, and we could always use ideas Never if you couldn't tell. James in again. <laughs> I think they're going to say he kept you guys focused. He gave actual information. Please keep him up. It talked so long, he went and got coffee and came back. Oh, man. But beyond that, we got Facebook, Instagram, and we send out a newsletter that you can sign up for through our site. Um, And thanks so much for listening, guys. I truly appreciate it. And shout out to the international listeners. We appreciate you. As as, as all... Yeah, as always, Germany. Thank you, Avitar saying We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got fans in some very strange countries. I'm like, why do they know me in Croatia? Why is that a thing? How does that? Okay, oh great, I'm taking it. I'm happy to to be you know helpful to somebody. But it's like the internet is insanely magical that way. Yes. Well, the Sprockets probably really got that guy going. <laughs> yeah, um, I hope so. he's, I hope probably, so. he's probably he's probably thrilled. So, James, th- thank you again, buddy. We appreciate it. Enjoyed it, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. No, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me on. Uh,